0: You're listening to the Soul Align Self-Care Podcast, and today I am so excited we are having on a special guest, Maida Pak. So after more than 16 years in the financial industry, Maida Pak left Investment Baking to become an international career coach focusing on helping executives find more zen, fulfillment, and purpose in their lives and careers. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Align Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset, and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, Maida. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited to talk to you today. I've been looking forward to this. So could you tell me a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the work that you do?
1: Thank you. Yes. Um, So I'm an ex-investment banker um, and I worked in investment banking for 16 years um, in Paris, New York, uh, Paris, London, New York, in that order. And I live in New York City now. And at some point I had a Life Happens event um, that way after that uh, prompted me to start pivoting career. So today I'm a career coach, I work with executives and finance, outside finance, um, and I work on helping them, you know, getting promoted, finding things that they long for, uh, and in a way taking control of their destiny back as well. Because in the corporate world, we sometimes depend a bit too much on other people's moods and wills and whims, so that's also part of my mission.
0: I love that. Uh, Would you say it kind of is uh, like helping them achieve like their work-life balance sort of?
1: It's a sort of work-life balance in the sense where my point is to have them feel okay and content and achieved even at the workplace, even if you don't like your job, even if, unless of course you're in a really difficult, toxic situation, that is a bit different. But for a lot of people, there's a sense of dissatisfaction because they are not attuned or aligned or connected to their sense of mission in a way. And you can, have, you can be a, an on point, a soulful investment banker as well. Uh, it doesn't really matter in itself what you do it's more how you do it and the intention behind why you do what you do and it could be money we were going to talk a lot about that today it could be money but it could be also a lot of different things
0: yeah yes well i think it's really cool that you worked in london paris and in new york so you're a little bit of a badass i think (laughs) like from my point of view and uh i think that you you've have a lot of experience in what you're doing. So that's very beneficial. Could you tell me more about your life-changing event that made you transition from your career?
1: Yes. Uh, I I had advanced cancer and um, it came after two years or several years, actually, probably two years of really not feeling well. And me ignoring it blissfully because it was getting in the way of me uh, leading transactions and the work, and it wasn't important enough for me (laughs) to take care of it. Um, So I did have cancer. Um, I did go through the intense chemotherapy. I had Hodgkin's, so it's the older chemotherapy, which is very efficient. But, you know, older chemotherapy means everything was impacted. I continued working though because I was that stubborn or that attached <laughs> to proving myself to others, and came a time where it was obvious that I w- I did not have the motivation or even the the energetic system in my body to sustain that amount of work um, anymore, and so that was that came. Uh, completely unexpectedly when I had, when I blew a fuse literally at home because I had to take a call on a Sunday, which happened all the time. But this time was like, I can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And that prompted me to resign and then looking for something that was a bit more aligned. It's, It's one of those words, a bit more close to what I can do that is more sustainable for me, but also that helped me Um, be impactful and helping others as well with all the 16 years and banking, um, the learning, the patience or not, (laughs) the behaviors. Um, And um, for me, it's really about learning how to not live on autopilot. It's learning how to live a more conscious life. And again, because I have no issue with telling people that it's okay to be an investment banker. It's okay to be a trader. It's okay to earn a lot of money. There's no shame in that. As long as you are making decisions from a place of that's what I want and this is where I want it, rather than, you know, I'm going to be destitute and this is New York City and this is survival of the fittest because, no, it's not true. (laughs) So that's also part of, of why I like this job that I do right now.
0: Yeah. So tell me some of the things um, that you seem to gravitate towards when you're working with people, some of the challenges that you face quite often when um, coaching. There's, I think
1: that the, the biggest part, and I coach a lot of women, mostly women and some men, but the biggest part in particular with women is this idea that they have to prove themselves to others. And so this, this there is also... That other side of it where boundaries are are in their heads is a very strict line. It's either yes or no, and it's rigid. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is to to work as well in a way where it is okay for them to take time off and not feel bad about it. But knowing that when you are a VP and above or even at any kind of really uh, uh, stage, you have responsibilities. So you're not going to just put the phone in, in the closet and leave. That is not good. <laughs> and you will feel bad because you have integrity. Mm-hmm. So boundaries, time boundaries, knowing how to say no, when it comes from a place of being a professional and being an expert in what you do, rather than um, saying no, because, you know, you're, you're not in a mature, your situation in a way or the person in front of you is not in a mature state or saying yes to everything just because if I say no then I'm a bad girl
0: mm-hmm.
1: so a lot of that comes into the mix of I want to be promoted I want uh, to change jobs I want to find a new job or I want to change career completely it's it gets in the way every single time yeah and so we address it every single time
0: yeah, I could see that being a huge problem, because women sort of do have to prove themselves. And for that, and it's, it's just like this, probably a very fine line, where you have to, like, as you know, we focus on self care on the web, on the on the podcast. And so I feel like, um, it's like this fine line, you have to be able to set these boundaries, but you also don't want to cut off any like opportunities or chances or, or things. So it's probably really a difficult balance to make when you're working with these women. I would imagine that they're not willing to quite often let go of those things.
1: Yes. And there's this fantasy that that's sometimes perpetuated, you know, social media that, um, again, have a real work-life balance and still earn a lot of money and still... And and again, it's it's very cookie cutter and really depends on each person. So for some people, um, the career is an act of self care, and this is where I come in the mix and saying I I fully understand that and I and I support you in that. But be sure that when you give a lot to the job, it's not because you're numbing, it's not because you're avoiding something, but because you're building a future for yourself because it makes you feel achieved and challenged and you're learning new things and and you're building skills that can help you in the future. And this is where the balance comes. and ignoring cancer for two years like me, it's not a good idea. You don't need to wait. I hope nobody (laughs) will ever do that and wait you know, to to fall on the streets of New York because I can't breathe anymore. Don't do that. Um, At the same time, um, you need to hear what your body is saying. And if you feel that I I think as well, the another thing that I I would like to share as well is that a lot of people um, or the people I work with, they sometimes um, spend too much time focusing on burnout which is what they feel is physical burnout, but way before physical burnout, there's mental burnout. And you don't need to wait for physical burnout to say, I've had enough, I can't function. Mm -hmm. It's, it's totally normal to have the job on your mind 24 seven, because that's what we have been primed to do. And sometimes you don't have any choice when you're in a very senior position. But if you feel that you are unable to be present to what you do, if you feel that you are permanently between shame and guilt and thinking about others and not for a second enjoying your life, then is it really worth it? And mm-hmm. that, is, that is for me the, 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 the mental burnout and why we really need to be aware of that and why the work that you do is so important is to say it's a balance and everybody is different. And everybody will will experience, some people are very passionate about what they do. Entrepreneurs, they spend 24 hours on their their companies. Mm -hmm. But be aware, and not everything is a means to an end. And certainly your mental and physical health um, are capitals and are assets that needs preservation and maintenance every single day.
0: Yes, absolutely. I agree. So I have a similar story to you, where I um I ended up having a stroke at at the age of thirty, at at the age of thirty nine. Yeah, sorry. Like, so it's it's usually like some kind of an experience, like a a moment in time where we experience where we like we're not listening to our body, so our body is going to make us listen. And I always say that you don't want to get to that point, which is the point that you're making. And so that's why I teach very similar what you do, but on a different, in a different realm kind of. And so I feel like one of the things, the mistakes that I made was I'm young, I can do this, you know? um you know i was ignoring the stress i was i was just going 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 and i wasn't tuned into my body at all i was working out so i was in the best shape of my life i was eating well but i was not controlling my stress levels and i i thought i'm young i can handle this i know i'm tired but i know i i can handle this i'm young i'm young but it obviously was not the case right and so I always describe it as hop, hopping off the hamster wheel, right? Cause if we're on this, this uh, hamster wheel of life and we're going along and along, we have like these, almost like these blinders on, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And then we're not even paying attention to how we feel and what's important to us and what's aligned with us. So what are our values? And we're so focused on everybody else and what we need to do to support our, our jobs, our family, everybody else, and we're not focused on ourselves. And so um I like to show people kind of how to tune into their bodies and start to listen to those little clues that we get. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, do you have any like tips that you could share for somebody who feels like they're in a, a place where they need to start paying attention to like the the balance in their life?
1: Yes, it's anything that you spend too much time uh, doing as a way of numbing yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: is, is a clue. <laughs> so if, if you cannot look at Instagram without spending an hour on it, then you're trying to escape something. And mm-hmm. I know the brain like, is in a day an addict and I know we're addicted to drama and we need variety and a lot of things and instant gratification. But I would definitely take these little things, very little things, um, when when you have kids and you do not have patience anymore for the little things, it's about time to step out. Step out <laughs> at the job when you start losing again, losing your cool, or when you feel that everything is going to set you off, and when you feel that it's it's suffocating you, this is when you need to take a deep, deep breath, quite literally, and just do something. Mm-hmm. I feel sometimes as well is go into the why you do what you do. What is the fear behind it? What is the shame about? What is the guilt about? Is, it, is the guilt because what will they think about me? Is the guilt because I'm never going to be good enough because I didn't go to that college. I have clients who are like that. They, are, they, they earn a lot of money. They're very successful. They have great relationships, but they're still ashamed because they didn't go to whatever college, you know, other people. So all of this is an invitation to go deeper into that and to stop this kind of hamster wheel as you said of of overextending yourself because you want to please others because you don't you you think you're not good enough mm-hmm. it, these are very common themes and definitely for me the the first marker is when you don't pay attention to what's what's there if you cannot have a meal and that's probably because i'm a bit french as well so it's Mealtimes are really important. Like in France, you do, it's, it's even illegal <laughs> not to give someone an hour mealtime. Um, so it's, you know, if, if you cannot enjoy the food, if you cannot enjoy going to the theater or playing with your, with your pets or spending a, a, a dinner time with your spouse or friends without thinking about the job, then that is also a sign. It's micro signs like this that will come um, but really it's about self-awareness and it's really about taking the time even once a week that's what I tell my clients to do is like on Friday and usually it's, it's a bit calmer Friday afternoon before you close your laptop or you leave the office take a few moments to put on, on paper, pen and paper put everything that you have achieved that week and how certain things have make you made you feel and if you feel that there is discontent somewhere, ask yourself, where does that come from? Um, Can I accept it and move, uh, move away from it or move on with it? Or is this something that maybe I will need to leave at the office right now, but at some point I would like to come and address it. So don't wait for things to accumulate because certain things you can accept them and move on. But when there is a pattern of self abuse in particular, it's it's good to stop it because a lot of it, I can tell you one thing, a lot of it is is self-inflicted, a lot of it is self-abusive. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not a nice place to be. And and when you are on the other side, like you and I, and when we see what we did to ourselves and to our bodies, I feel bad for myself. I like I my body could not trust me. My, yeah. I'm not trustworthy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And that kind of moves into other areas where you stop trusting yourself um, also. So, so when you're, when you're in that situation, you're not taking care of yourself. You also start to like not trust your intuition and not trust your judgment and stuff like that. And it just kind of infiltrates your life like a virus, you know? And I think it's really, I, I like, I like how you, um, uh, told us some of the warning signs. I think that's the that that's where you start. That's the most important thing to be aware to bring awareness to it. And then you mentioned something else when you talked about writing down your achievements, and I love that because I feel like women, especially, I think men are really good at celebrating their achievements a little too much sometimes. Like <laughs> you know, like those small, those little tiny achievements, they're like, whoa, you know. And I'm like, I wish I had the confidence of a middle-aged man sometimes, <laughs> you know. And so. Um, I think it's so important to remind women to celebrate their achievements because so worried about proving their worth, you know, and moving forward and climbing the ladder and, you know, making, uh, making those achievements that they never take the time to celebrate even the, the small achievements. And it's not about, you know, bravado and like celebrating with other people. It's about celebrating with yourself. And, you know, I've, I, I'm guilty of this myself. And so I have to always remind myself, you know, even the small things that happen, you know, I get a new client, um, even like, uh, you know, I get another um, a rating for the podcast. You know, I'm like, every person is, is a celebration. Every person that comes into my world is a celebration. And if I don't do that and realize that this is a whole live person coming into my life, I begin to lose sight of that. You know, and so it's really important, I think, to really look at those achievements and like pat yourself on the back and do a little dance and celebrate a little bit. Because if you don't take the time to do that, um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that you're you're working towards like this endpoint, but what you realize when you get to that endpoint is that it wasn't about the endpoint, it was about the journey to the endpoint. And if you don't take the time to stop and enjoy that journey, you're gonna you're gonna be very disappointed when you get to the end point, and that happens to a lot of people, you know.
1: Oh yeah, because it's what's next. What's next? Where's the? It's the high. It's about the high of getting to the end point, but yes. that, that is that is numbing as well. Whereas yes. um, every every little victory is, I see it for me as an encouragement to continue and do more. So you need to see it, and every little not victory is an encouragement to think differently. And when you do this, you realize that. There is no right or wrong in reality, but geology's these little signs that are peppered along the path. Um, and you know what? I think your your intuition will also tell you. You know, do you feel proud of yourself? Are you proud of what you have been doing? Are there areas where maybe you feel that you lacked integrity? Sometimes we feel these things, but mm-hmm. but to know that you need to be aware of what has happened. You need to pause. And again, and, yeah, it's not like taking an hour, it's just 15, 20 minutes at the end of the week. What was my week about? I, if we can do it every night, it would be perfect. But for most people, you know, you start and then after three days, like, I don't have time. Um, but if we can do it every week, if we can just spend a few minutes and say, you know, what do I like about this job? But be, be honest, I like the paycheck. Perfect. <laughs> That's huge. Um, but also go into the little things. Um, I like the connections. I like that this week I had a very good call with a client. All of these little things that we take for granted um, are, again, just encouragement and are also uh, a way to make our bodies feel good as well to be with us like okay all this effort paid off there is something good that is happening there is a result since we are very attached to results so that's one way as well
0: yes yes how since you do work with a lot of women how often does it come up that they are overworking themselves and and pushing themselves towards all these re- very um high achievements to provide safety and security and money for themselves, even though they might already have safety and security and money, they keep going because they're so worried about losing it. How often does that come up?
1: It's very often. And whether they're married or not, whether they have kids or not, and whatever levels of seniority, but also more so as they get older as well. And I think um, that is also... You know, men have that too, but somehow the way their brains have been built, or maybe their education, is that there are always ways for them to kind of bounce back. But I feel that women we have been so much educated to depend on others for mm-hmm. our well-being and for our safety and security that money is probably one of the biggest indicator. The fact is as well that in these businesses. Um, men get more money than women. And sometimes it is institutionalized, but sometimes it's also our own fault because as you said, we don't go and ask for it. Okay. And I, when I started this business, I was like, you know, who? it's obvious that other women will go and ask for a raise or ask to be promoted. But guess what? If they do, they say, they get a no and they stop there. Or sometimes they don't even ask for it and they expect their work to speak for itself it doesn't no. that is the difference men are vocal when we tend to stay in the background and hope that our boss is going to speak for ourselves um which is nice sometimes it happens but it's not it's not it's giving them too much <laughs> of credit and yourself not enough yes. and so part of the work as well is to understand that, you know, what is your your good enough? At what point are you good enough with the salary you're getting, the compensation you're getting, the savings you're getting, where your work becomes more a self-expression than just a means to having more money? Because when you are in that energy, you're going to say yes to a lot of things that you don't want to say yes to. You're going to sell your soul in a way, Um, not in a bad way, but sometimes we have to do it. We have to make concessions, but too often, and it's not going to feel okay for you. So a lot of the work is around this, this idea that, we all see money for different reasons, but definitely safety is the basic one. You know, no money, I mean, we live in big cities. We know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so at what point are you, do you feel safe um, that you're okay with earning what you're, what you're earning and now you're dedicating your, your daily tasks to feel challenged, to improve, to get better, to know new things, to learn, or to meet other people? It it can take time. I worked with um, immigrant women as well. And like myself, I'm I'm originally from from Syria as well. So the the French immigration is not too much at question here. It's more the Syrian to France um, because it was, um, it, it was not. It, it was, you know, a bit spectacular. I'm going to say how it can, it's. It was a big um, trauma in my life, and for many women who who emigrated as well, even though on the outside it doesn't look traumatic and looks like a choice, there is still this idea that because you can't, you don't speak English perfectly, you're not as eloquent. Um, you're never good enough. And so you prove yourself in one way that never ends. And the second part is um, I'm not at home here. So I can be kicked at any given time and money is always going to be an issue because I don't feel safe.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and so this is also one part that we try to change. And of course, um, comes a point where if it's too much of a block, then therapy will will be really a very good help as well because all issues of survival and safety, um, you know, stem from your childhood, stem from how your parents made you feel, stem also how you, your parents talked about money. If if you had parents or a community where money is horrible and dirty and you should never, like, you know, how they yeah. speak about the rich. And it's very difficult to be in a community where you're earning a lot of money and, you know, you feel judged all the time. So all yeah. of these are little things to be made aware of. And then you get to decide what you do with it. But awareness is important here.
0: Yeah, very important. And I think I see it coming up a lot with older women too. And I think, I think one of the reasons why this comes up is very, um, it's valid. It's it's completely valid because as men age, they're still considered to be very significant. And as women age, they're not, they don't get the respect that they deserve. And I think that's shifting and it's changing, but not quick enough as far as I'm concerned. And I feel like, women um especially older women i always talk about this listen to your elders because they have an incredible amount of knowledge and all you have to do is listen and you can and you can get a lot out of it but i feel like they just i think times are changing and they're going to get the the respect and the leadership that they deserve because uh the people in charge right now aren't doing too well. I don't think so.
1: No, no, they're not, and and the, that's really a problem because I feel also with some of the older women that I have been working with is that they they have been beaten up in a way so badly throughout the year now it's a bit better now people are a bit more careful but when you were in, in finance in particular in the 80s and the 90s it was a very different way of, of working and it was 100 male and you were like this little mouse that you know go and bring me coffee darling um yeah. and and so things have evolved not fast enough but when you are in your fifties and sixties and, and beyond that, it's very difficult to be in, in places where your boss is 30 year old and looks at you like, in, like antiquity and tells you, have you ever sent an email in your life? I, I had someone who asked one of my clients whether she knows how to use PowerPoint and the woman was in her fifties. So was, you know, PowerPoint was invented 20 years ago. I think she knows. They're yeah. um, yeah, more than 20. And, and it's it's also a bit offending <laughs> somehow. And and this perpetuates the fact that as you get older, you're not relevant anymore. You're not on point anymore. But the good thing for me is that, is to see that we see now older men as well in tech. And this also cement the idea that you can be older and something very innovative. That is not only medicine where we want older people, right? <laughs> Um, And for me, uh, with the women, I I worked with several women in tech and one of them is in her 60s. And these are the women who you want to listen to because they have a lot to tell you about being, you know, taking risks in a way, I think as well, that as we get older, we don't want to take, there's more to lose, as about taking calculated risks, about using the fact that you're a woman, um, because it comes with a lot of advantages as well. Mm-hmm. And just go and ask for what you want. Don't, don't be ashamed. Don't apologize. I'm sorry, I'm 60. I'm, no, <laughs> just yeah. I, I, am, I have like 40 years of experience. She has around that, including in, in, in investment management. And I'm also an IT expert. I love and that. She got it. And she got it. And it's yeah. a big group. And I think people are more and more open to that. Um, it's really about owning it and being okay with asking for what you want, no matter how old or young you are. Yeah, and I obviously document that.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I, I 100% agree with you. There's a lot of responsibility that falls into our laps. If we don't ask for it and we don't step up and we don't and we don't take responsibility for stepping into our power that we do have, then we can't expect anything to change. And so when I see someone like that, like the woman you were just talking about, I'm like, amazing. The amount of experience that she has, when you can look at it, she's been through every era. Like, think about it. If she's in her sixties, she's before internet, like, you know, like, right. Just before internet, I think. Yes. 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 So like, think about all the experience she has from going into each one of these kind of eras, so to speak. And then now where she is, is is absolutely an amazing amount of experience that you're not going to find with any of the the younger people that are in tech. And so like really looking at the all uh, what we have to offer and then stepping into that and owning it is really, like you said, it's definitely our responsibility to do so. And yeah. Uh, and- I love helping women see that. I love working with older women and just seeing them absolutely like step into their power, even if they're in their seventies. I've I've worked with women in their seventies and I'm like, and I love it. They are continuously reinventing themselves. Exactly. You know, quick story about this woman I met. Um, I didn't work with her. I actually took care of her dog um, when I used to live down in North Carolina and she was in her eighties. And she used to continuously, she was living in an assisted living home and she had this little dog and she couldn't walk it. And she was uh, consistently um, sharing with me her frustration that there was no place for her to learn anything or try new things. She was just, she was like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm like, you know, that's really interesting because as human beings, we never, It's, it's, it's like a natural human experience to want to expand and grow, expand and grow. But when we're we're almost like pushed into this little box, when we get older to like, just sit and wait to die or something, you know, and I loved her enthusiasm and I loved, I was like that, I want that to be me, except I don't want to be trapped. (laughs) (laughs) I want that to be me when I get older, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. 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 And I I think as well, you know, it's it's don't listen to people who say you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to people who say, well, you know, it's going to be difficult. Okay, it's going to be difficult. Why? Explain to me what other ways are maybe easier for me. What other ways? So don't take no for an answer in the sense where continue exploring. If If you have this intuition that there is something in it for you. Find your allies. That's what we worked on as well is, you know, it wasn't easy. She had guys telling her, you know, aren't you a bit too old to do this and that? They didn't say it in so many words, but it was like, oh, you know, you are too senior to do. Okay, you know what it means. Um, And then you find your allies and your allies could be other men could be women, could be all sorts of people. But when you feel that one, two, three people tell you, well, maybe this is a bit ambitious at the moment, but why don't you try this maybe lower hanging fruit for you and see if that's really what you want. And you create this momentum inside of you and you can go and do it. Um, I, I was lucky I had grandparents who liked in their 80s to play, which was Game Boys at as, as that time, because for them, that was fun. There there were people who liked fun, Um, it was good for their mental health, it was good for their mobility, and it gave them something to discuss with their grandkids. There are a lot of things that we can do as we get older, if we want, Um, and I would say exactly as this lady is, just keep on learning. It's just, it's, it's so satisfying, it's tough, right, it's tough at any age. Um, and I can tell you one thing, I, I was observing uh, my nephew, he was, I think, five or six years old, and I told him he's French. And I said, well, now you need to speak English to learn to speak English so you can come and see me. And he's like, no, it's complicated and it's hard. And, and it hit me actually that when we are older, we think it's hard to learn. But for kids as well, there is this mental block or, of I have to suffer in a way <laughs> to do it. But if they can do it, we can too. And, and even we can do it even better because we can we know ourselves enough to create strategies and tactics to help ourselves go there. Versus when you are a kid, it's about school and grades, and it's not that motivating in reality. It's more about, you know, oh my goodness, my parents are going to be mad at me. So yeah. that's that's also uh, one way at any age, actually, to continue growing. Because you never know. You can learn to code. There is a lot of AI around as well that can make our life much easier. Don't discount something just because you're scared of it. Mm-hmm. Explore. Maybe maybe there's something in it for you. Maybe it's like, OK, I, I, I tried the coding, and I didn't like it. But now there's AI who can do that for me. It's, it's fine. And I don't need to do it, it was more a, an exploration. Yes. But continue, continue finding that usefulness in you because you have it. Use use is not about the age of your body. It's about your mental state and what you do with it.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I always say get comfortable with being uncomfortable because when we're uncomfortable, that's when we're growing. And so whenever I see something that comes into my business that makes me uncomfortable, I'm like, that's what i have to do i always know that that's that's the direction i have to go in cuz i'm i'm uh, i'm kind of fighting it a little bit i'm nervous yeah. about it or i'm anxious and i'm like that's going to help me grow so i'm going to do that and it's really funny because when i first started the podcast i was i was not having guests on And that was one of the things. I was like, oh, it's so uncomfortable though, like it's so new and I don't know what I'm doing and and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I had a few guests on, and I'm like, oh, I love this. I get to meet the best people. I get to meet so many people and so many great people, you know. So it's so funny how when you first you're first presented with an opportunity, and then how how you move through it when you get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's just it's Magical. So I have one last question for you. Yes, yes. And it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. It's just a fun question. Okay. Yes. And so if you could have anything in the world without limitations, so all those limitations we were just talking about, like money, uh, family, society's expectations, no limitations, what would it be? Uh,
1: I'm going to say money, you know, um, and um, because I think that we still live in a world where money can buy you everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying it will buy me happiness, but it can buy me with self-awareness and, and consciously and purposefully, it can buy me therapy if I need to, it can buy me a lot of things. So maybe just before money, then maybe give me the gift of self-awareness and integrity and, and, uh, being honest
0: with myself and, and
1: then money. How about
0: that? (laughs) I like that. So just to share with you, whenever I ask people this question, those are the the top two answers are money and something to do with travel. Like I've had like all these different answers And it has a lot to do with travel, like instantaneous travel, teleportation, or free airline tickets for life, or something like that. And so, I love the answers I get. Um, And and yours is—I really like your answer because you're like, "Give me the gift of like self-awareness first, and then give me the money so that I manage my money well." You know, (laughs) I really like that. Yeah, and money does money solves problems, money gives you freedom, money gives you security, like we talked about. And so, yeah, I, I love that. So it was, uh, where can people, the audience, where can they find you where they could um, connect with you?
1: Thank you. Yes. Uh, on my website, uh, my.poccoaching.com. And then on LinkedIn, mydapark, and on Instagram, mydapark.
0: Okay, great. And I'll put all that into the show notes so that you could fine, Maida, And uh, it was great having you on. Thanks for being a guest. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. It was a great discussion. Thank you. <laughs>